Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Thursday, May 18th. Canadian securities saw $19.1 billion of foreign investment outflows in March, the latest month of data reported by Statistics Canada. The net outflow from Canadian securities was the largest since September 2022 and snapped a five-month run of investment totaling $53.5 billion. Meanwhile, Canadian investors pulled a net $5.6 billion from foreign securities, the fourth consecutive monthly divestment. The stats mean international transactions in securities posted a net outflow of $13.5 billion of funds. However, the first quarter of 2023 generated a net inflow of $15.4 billion, despite foreign investors cutting their exposure to Canadian securities by $8 billion, marking the first quarterly divestment since the second quarter of 2019. The March reduction of foreign holdings of Canadian securities was driven by an almost $15 billion cut from debt securities, mostly due to retirements of corporate paper, although government debt exposure was also lower. Foreign investors pulled back from Canadian equities too, with $4.4 billion divested, mostly in the banking sector. For Canadian investors, US shares were the main divestment of $11.4 billion, while this was offset to some degree by acquisition of foreign debt securities $3 billion and non-US foreign shares $2.8 billion. The quarter ended up with divestment of foreign securities by Canadian investors of $23.4 billion, the first quarterly divestment in a year. It's been 18 months since the Ontario Securities Commission invited businesses to experiment with innovations for the province's capital markets. The regulator's test lab enables focused group testing of potential innovative solutions and modernised regulations that can, for example, make investment products more accessible or enhance client information and relationships. The OSC has now published its first report on the test lab, highlighting challenges and opportunities for businesses and regtech providers trying to innovate in Ontario's capital markets. Firms were invited to take part in November 2021 and seven businesses tested regtechs with more than 100 testers in the second half of last year. The report highlights four key ways that the OSC can support regtech innovation, including more regular meetings, events and information sessions to share knowledge across the industry, making regulation more accessible, broader testing of potential innovations and shaping and sharing regtech standards nationally and globally. How wealthy do you need to be to join the richest 1%? Bloomberg reports if you want to join Monaco's richest 1%, you'll need an eight-figure fortune. It takes $12.4 million to make the cut in the tiny Mediterranean principality, according to research from Knight Frank, where billionaire residents such as UK industrialist Jim Ratcliffe and Walgreens Boots Alliance chairman Stefano Pessina typically don't face income or capital gains taxes. Switzerland and Australia have the next highest entry points to the 1%, requiring net worth of $6.6 million and $5.5 million respectively, according to data released Wednesday as part of the Property Brokers 2023 Wealth Report. In the US, $5.1 million will get you over the 1% threshold. The findings underscore how the pandemic and surging living costs are widening the gap between rich and poor nations. The entry point for Monaco's richest is more than 200 times greater than the $57,000 needed to join the 1% club in the Philippines, which is one of the lowest ranked of the 25 locations in Knight Frank's study. Lower-income households worldwide are feeling the burden of inflation, which has forced them to spend a larger share of their income on food and housing, according to the World Bank. Meanwhile, the world's 500 richest people have added almost $600 billion to their combined fortunes this year, according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index, with Meta Platforms founder Mark Zuckerberg gaining the most. The global number of ultra-wealthy individuals fell 3.8% in 2022 to about 580,000 after surging the previous year. Still, Middle East nations, including the United Arab Emirates, and Saudi Arabia saw an increase last year as energy prices rebounded, according to Knight Frank. 
These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, JP Morgan Assets says rate cuts should be penciled in by markets. Younger clients are extending their timelines because of inflation, says an advisor, and why the debate on fees is purely academic. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.